Welcome to the Candle Tales podcast and uh, a very interesting story on its way. We're continuing our mythic places with waterways and looking at all the waterways around Ireland. And today we're looking at the north, the shore and the barrow, the three sisters as they're called. And they're surrounding a place known as Ossery or the kingdom of Ossery. And it has a lot of werewolf stories associated with it. So many, in fact, we couldn't pick one. So Sorica, well, she just made up one. Just flat out made it up, used the ingredients and her storytelling, craft and wisdom and guile and, well, yeah, she made a story up about three sisters that were near the shore, the Noor and the Barrow. So, if you'd like to go to patreon.com for slash candle tales, you can join those who are giving us Patreon support or give us a one-time donation on the link on our website, candletales.ie, or you can follow us on all our socials and give us thumbs up and likes and shares and you can also just sit down, sit back, relax and listen to a story that is in the style of old fairy tales so it's you know it's creepy um parental discretion is maybe the advice on this one guys just unless you have those cool kids who like to listen to creepy stories but yeah hey sarka tell us your creepy story will you the three sisters in ossery once upon a time in ireland a long time ago there were three sisters they lived at a place called Cumann the Driishke, a place where the three sisters' rivers all came together, and so their parents named them after the three sisters, Nor and Shore and Barrel. But that's not what they were called. The eldest of the three sisters was brave and adventurous. She did not look before she leapt. She rushed in looking for adventure always. And so she was called Brave. In the middle of the three sisters, she was in every way the opposite of her big sister. She looked so long she never leapt. She trembled easily as a leaf in the breeze. She was sweet and she was kind and she was considerate and she was very pretty. And so she they called Beauty. And the youngest sister, well, she was a bit of an odd one. She would look at you with her two big eyes and keep her thoughts to herself. And she would follow the rules sometimes and she would break them other times and there never seemed to be any rhyme or reason to what she did and what she didn't do. And in any case, she wouldn't tell you, one way or another. But her big sisters, they called her baby. Because she was the littlest. And she would always be a baby to them. Now these three sisters had everything three sisters could want. But there's always more that one can look for. The eldest sister, brave, but she got a fine horse for her birthday. And she was even given a sword that she learned how to swing. And one day, when she was 16 years old, she told her sisters, I'm off. I'm going away on an adventure. And Beauty said, oh no, you shouldn't. It's terribly dangerous. The wide world and all the things in it. And Baby looked at her with her two big eyes and said, where are you going? 
And Brave said, I'm going to the kingdom, the wild kingdom in between two of the three sisters, two of the rivers, in between the barrow and the Nore, with the mountains in the north, is the kingdom of Ossery. And it's said that the people there are wild as wolves. And I want to go and I want to see them for myself and I want to find out if they really are as wild as everyone says. And if they are, I'll do something heroic. I don't know what it is yet. I'll figure it out. Now, Beauty tried to dissuade Brave, but Brave would hear nothing of it. She mounted up on her fine, fierce horse, strapped her sword by her side, and rode north, following the course of the barrow until it split between Barrow and Nor. And so she went up the smaller of the two rivers, the Nor, until she found a crossing place where she could ride her horse through the shallow waters and up over the other side. And as soon as she was across that river, she felt a change in the air prickle at her skin, lifting up the fine hairs on her forearms and the fine hairs at the nape of her neck. The woods were dark and deep. The paths were few. Even the birds seemed quieter. But she rode bravely, fearlessly, on her great horse. She felt herself the equal of anything she might come across. But all day long as she rode, she felt as though there were eyes watching her from those deep and silent woods. When night began to come down, and it came down sudden in the dark woods, Brave realised that she did not want to spend a night camping out in this dark forest. Suddenly, she began to think back to her sister, Beauty, and how she had trembled. Brave did not tremble. She did not flinch. But she did think, maybe she should have looked before she leapt this time. Maybe she should have been a little bit cautious. But she kept on riding and kept her eyes peeled as the dusk closed in too fast for her comfort. And she saw firelight winking between the trees and she took her horse off the path and into the woods towards that welcoming light. She knocked at the door and the door was flung open and a man stood in the threshold. A great tall man with hair and beard as brindled as the hair of a wolf. And he looked at her and he cried out, Oh ho! Here comes a brave girl. We'll come in and be welcome for the night. I am the king of Ossery and you are in my hall and if you follow my rules, no harm will come to you. But leave your horse outside, my people will tend to it and come in. Beauty followed in the king of Ossery and he escorted her to a plain little chamber And he said, now night is falling, and my people and I have things to do. You must follow three rules if you're to stay in this house and stay safe until dawn. The first 
you may hear some strange things. Pay no attention to the sounds you hear in my house. You are quite safe. The second rule. If you see any of my people in their sleep, you must not lay a hand on them. You must not touch them, not even the lightest touch. And the third rule. On pain of your own death, you must not cross the threshold of this house and go outside until the dawn. Now Brave accepted these rules and was left in the bedchamber with a little candle to light her way. But no sooner had her host left her there than she started to hear the sounds outside. A scratching and a scrabbling. And then, raised in a great and terrible chorus, the howling of wolves. Brave did not think before she acted. Her mind was on her fine horse, left out there at the mercy of the wolves. And so she snatched up her sword and she raced outside, right into the teeth of the wolves of Ossery. When Brave did not come home, Beauty began to grow worried. She began to fret and she began to feel something terrible had happened to their sister. Baby tended to agree, but as Baby pointed out to Beauty, there wasn't much that they could do. If anything bad had happened to Brave, the same bad thing would happen to them, and Brave was a lot braver than they were, and stronger and older as well. And so Baby talked Beauty into waiting, until she too turned 16. And then, on Beauty's birthday, she set off to try and find her sister. Beauty took her own horse with her, a sweet-tempered, gentle mare. And she didn't have a sword. She didn't like swords. Swords frightened her. But she had a lovely cloak that was warm and lined with fur and proof against the chill. And she rode her horse up the river barrow to where it split. And she followed the smaller river, the River Nore, until she came to a place that was shallow enough for her horse to cross. And as she crossed the river, she trembled. And as she entered the woods, she shivered. And as her horse stepped and snapped a twig, she flinched. This place seemed terrible to her and so frightening. But she pressed on, determined to find out what had happened to her sister, hoping still that she would bring her sister home. And the night came on, too fast for beauty's liking. She saw a fire winking through the trees, the light of a house. And she rode her sweet-tempered mare up to the same house. She dismounted, and she knocked on the door as softly as one can knock on the door and it still be a knock, 
and when the door was flung open and she saw before her the man with the brindled beard, she flinched back and her voice would not come out of her mouth. But the man told her to come in. He showed her to the same small chamber he had showed her sister too, and he asked her her business in his land. And Beauty said, I'm looking for my sister, Brave. And when he heard that, the man with the brindled beard laughed. A strange laugh to Beauty's ears. He gave her the same three rules. To pay no attention to the sounds outside. Not to touch any of his people, not even a brush against their skin. And most importantly of all, to stay within the threshold and the walls until the dawn. And he left Beauty there alone in the room with only a little candle to light her way. And when Beauty heard the sounds of the wolves outside, she screamed aloud. But nothing happened. In her little chamber, she huddled in fear. And she heard the song of the wolves rising and falling outside. And she knew she would not be able to sleep for her fear. And so she wrapped her warm cloak around her and she crept out of the little chamber and she went looking for her host and his people. And behind one door she saw all of these people, men and women and children, all asleep under animal skins, piled up together. And she lifted up one corner of that great blanket and she tucked herself in beside a young girl about her age pressed up against her sleeping body. And it was strange to her how heavy the people of Ossery slept. But she took comfort from the presence of other people and finally was able to sleep through the night. And in the morning, Beauty woke to a circle of faces glaring down at her. She was still pressed up against the girl, her own age. But now the man with the brindled beard spat furious words. He said, you have broken the rules and you will pay the price. Now, Baby did not much like being left alone. She was one of three sisters, and being suddenly the only sister was not a position she enjoyed. When something frightening happened, there was no brave to deal with it. When somebody came wanting to talk, there was no beauty to distract them. She now had to find a way to deal with everything. And in among it all, she missed her sisters terribly. And she still knew that what she'd said to Beauty was true. Anything that had gotten the better of Brave was probably not something that she would be able to face. But as time went on and her loneliness grew, she knew she wouldn't be able to leave it alone. She wanted to set out and find out what had happened to her sisters. And on the day she made that decision, 
She was not yet 16, but she did not wait. Once the decision was made, the decision was made. And so she left. She did not ride on horseback. She went on her own two feet. She followed the course of the river north, knowing that Brave had gone into Ossery. And when the river branched, she followed the smaller of the rivers until she came to a crossing place where she could wade and swim across herself. And as soon as she crossed over into the kingdom of Ossery, she felt that change in the air. She felt that prickle of the hairs on the back of her neck. She felt that sense of still watchfulness. And she watched it right back out of her two big eyes. And by the banks of the river she bent down and she felt along them until she found a great smooth stone that fitted in the palm of her hand just right. And feeling a little better, she walked on into the woods. And when darkness began to fall, she saw the light shining between the trees. And she followed it, going to the dwelling place. And when the door was flung open at her knock, she trembled to see the man with the brindled beard. But she did not flinch. She knew fear, just like Beauty did. But she knew as well what it meant to be brave. And the man with the brindled beard ushered her in, showed her to the same little chamber, gave her one candle to light her way, and told her his rules. Not to touch any of his people, not to pay heed to the noises, and most important of all, not to cross the threshold until dawn. And Baby heard him. And when he asked her what she was doing in his kingdom, she looked at him with her two big eyes, and she said nothing. He left her there, a little perturbed at this solemn, silent girl. Baby heard the sounds in the night, the scrabbling and scratching, the howling of the wolves. She thought to herself how frightened Beauty must have been. And she thought to herself how Brave would not have hesitated to rush out and take on a pack of wolves if she had been there. And she picked up the candle to light her way, and she went looking for sign of her sisters. She crept through the halls of that great dark house and she saw the pile of sleeping people sleeping so deeply they didn't even stir. But she did not approach them and she did not touch them mindful of the warnings of her host. And all the while outside the wolves howled and howled and howled and baby paid their sounds no mind as she went on searching high and low and finally she found a little door and when she opened it inside she found cloaks and swords and traveller's gear packs and bridles and saddles and in among them she recognised her sister Beauty's beautiful cloak her sister Brave's great sword. And then she knew the fate that had befallen them, 
And Baby put on her sister Beauty's cloak and picked up her sister Brave's sword. And she wrapped the cloak around her and held the sword in her hands and sat down and wept. And then she dried her tears and then she said to herself, Well, what now? They are gone and I am here. And these rules are a protection too. She knew better than to break them, but Baby had always had a way with rules. There were the rules that you had to keep, and there were the rules that you could break. And then there were the ways that you could get around and in between the rules, so that you could do what you liked without technically breaking any rules, but bending them to straining point. And she thought again of the people, so still and so silent. And she thought of the wolves outside. And she thought of the story she'd heard of the people of Ossery. Wild as animals, they said. And so she went, the sword in one hand and the candle in the other, right to the threshold of the house. And she opened the door and peered out. And there were the wolves surrounding the house. And the biggest brindled wolf was grinning at her with a lolling tongue. And he lifted his snout high and he howled. And the wolves all joined in. And Baby looked at him closely. He looked familiar. And she put down her sister's sword and she took out the stone she'd taken from the river Nor. And she took very careful aim as that big, bold wolf sat just outside howling at her. And without crossing the threshold, she threw it as hard as she could. She heard the wolf yelp and leap away, and she saw where the stone had struck a little spot of blood on his foreleg. And she closed the door and went back inside. Back to that chamber where all the people were sleeping. With that great, big, brindle-bearded man in the middle. And she looked at the bruise blooming on his forearm. It was after midnight. She knew that. And she knew that dawn was not a long way away. And the fire that had been burning earlier so invitingly in the hearth... It was down to embers now, but there were plenty of cloaks and plenty of skins and plenty of chairs and plenty of tables for a girl with a sword and nothing to do for the night. And so she set about laying the kindling around the great big bed where all those people slept and paying especial attention to the threshold of the chamber so that there was tables there and chairs and wood and all kinds of things that would catch. She even found where they kept their whiskey and soaked the cloaks in that. But she did not want to burn herself up and so Baby waited a good long time until the night grew very, very dark 
and the howling outside rose and rose and rose till she couldn't understand how those wolves had not howled themselves hoarse. She waited as long as she dared, and then with her little candle to light her way, she set fire to the chamber of the people of Ossery. And as the flames licked behind her and the wolves howled ahead of her, she waited as the smoke filled up the hallway with her sister's cloak around her. Over her mouth and her nose, she waited until the sun rose. The wolves went silent. The flames licked higher and Baby bolted out of the house and into the dawn. As behind her, her sister's funeral pyre blazed.